You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. We're back, part two of Charisma on Camera, talking about the idea of using video in your online marketing. And Sandra D. Robinson, now in Austin, where it's quite cool. It's quite cool. Not as cold as some parts of America, not, not as warm as LA, and certainly not as warm as Melbourne, no. Australia, because we're in summer. So we're going to talk a little bit more about the idea of why video is so important, how it helps. So I want, I want uh, you to talk a little bit, Sandra D, about the idea of who your ideal client is, how do you help them, and how do you help them get over this sort of confidence piece about being on camera? It's, it's foreign land for most people, for sure. Um, I, I tend to work with people that are very success-minded, and they usually will have a big why. And most people know what I mean when they mm. say that, but they are – they have a big reason behind what they do. They've got something in their, in their heart that they just really feel the need to accomplish. It could be that they're working for a, a charitable cause, but it could also just be that they're coaches that have in their heart that they really want to reach a lot of people and they have something that they really need to do and a message that really needs to get out there, which means that they need to step across their boundaries of, of self you know, uh, of, of that negative self-belief and, and get out of their own head and, and get out of that comfort zone that they've been living in and really stretch themselves. And a lot of times that is becoming more visual and getting in front of a camera, TV, video, and even mm. webinars and doing online events and things like that and really just stepping out. I really want to pick up what you just said there, this idea of the why. If you have a strong enough why... I'm really, I'm really into yeah. this. This is a good cause. It's this cause is bigger than me. Then you, you you'll be up because I think, I think that's the big piece with video. Well, now you can see my face. Yeah. And do I have to put makeup on, or just do I have to have a shave, or do I have to colour my hair? Because you know I'm getting older. <laughs> face is a bit chubby. So, and I'm playing this out because I know heaps of people are still now good mates yeah. of mine that still won't do video. And so you, you're saying there that when your why becomes bigger than your fear. Yeah. Then you, you you push through. There's like a boundary, like an invisible barrier. Yeah, I love. Can I can I share a story with you of, uh, of one of yeah, my yeah. one of my clients who's become just a, a dear friend. Um, I I worked with a girl, and I've I've only had a handful of people that really had. I, I thought I was debilitated with shyness and and fear of stepping out and, as myself, but I have had a couple of people that literally would almost they have to take medication or or really meditate before getting in, into the studio and and they would really freak out. This girl was so afraid to get in front of people that she came to one of my three day events and there were, there was a total of maybe twelve people. It was a very intimate group. And she literally started to have a nervous breakdown on the little stage there in front of only that many people. And um, she started shaking and kind of just curling up inside, you know, like curling up in herself. And, and you could see some of the folks in the, the small audience there were starting to think, do we call 911? What do we do? But she was really in, in, in desperate shape. But I had talked to her when 
I met her and when she signed up and I knew that she had a big why. I knew that she was driven by something and she does hair care products, amazing hair care products. And uh, she was inspired to do this because she was bullied as a young girl because she was a white girl, very pale skin with black, black, like black, like African-American ringlets in her hair, super tight ringlets in her hair so she was teased mm-hmm. and uh that was very hard for her as a kid well her you, one of her daughters was born with the same hair so she went out and she developed not knowing much of anything she fought from ground up and you know grassroots really just designed these products to help kids and her goal was to help kids that are being bullied understand that they're beautiful the way they are they don't need to straighten their hair they can have these products and make their hair beautiful and that they are beautiful. And that was her mission. When I met her, she had pictures before and after. But it wasn't the before and after the hair that this girl talked about. It was the before and after of the children's attitudes and what had changed for them in their life and how they felt stronger. And this was her big why to really mm-hmm. help kids understand that bullies have less value than they actually are given by God. They're beautiful the way they are. And that's what brought her back around is she was in this collapsed state in front of people with complete terror going through her. I said, do you have your pictures? And she nodded. And I, one of the girls brought up a book with the pictures of these before and afters for the kids. I put them in front of her and, and she lifted her head and just started talking about them. Do you know that once she connected with that, this girl ended up being my rock star that weekend. And she looked straight into the camera and delivered her message directly into that lens better than I could have taught any TV host to do because she was coming from her heart. Within a couple of weeks, she was speaking in front of hundreds of people. Now she's spoken in front of probably thousands. She's been a Good Morning America. She's got all of her stuff. She's gone into pitch fests with people, the big wigs of Target and Whole Foods and other various vendors like that and just handled their own. So it, a lot of this work doesn't just change the way you are in front of a camera. It'll change the way you walk into a room. Yeah. Yeah. Look, that's very inspiring because, we, you know, as coaches, quite a lot of us have that big why, don't we? We started that journey because we, we have a message. Ah. And we can forget it. And don't you think that we can get caught up in the work of, of what we do and listen to the criticism and listen to the competition? And and eventually start to forget the why, forget why we got into this in the first mm. place. You know, uh, one of the big questions that I, I'm getting a lot on this this series of uh, podcasts, I'm very pleased to say, is getting quite a lot of global traction, and a lot of people from around the world are saying they're enjoying the the show, and they're enjoying the questions around about this piece of what do you do in the down days. And mm-hmm. I've asked you that question, and we've indirectly answered it here, but let's go a bit deeper. In the series of pre-prepared questions, yeah. I asked you the idea of did you have supporters? Yeah. So can you tell me about the time that you've had, you know, maybe when you were starting, you, you had a lack of support or were you always supported right from the get-go? I had, I, had, I had a lot of people that jumped on the idea of me starting my business. And what I learned in retrospect, looking back, is there were a lot of coaches that maybe weren't the right fit for me, but they saw, they saw the potential that my business could have, but they really saw the potential in me giving them money. So they saw me get excited about it. They got excited about it and they would do their best to sell me into their programs. And I I bought into a lot of their programs, even if, and this is the tricky part, even if I didn't invest 
that much money with them. I invested my heart and I listened to a lot of people that maybe were not the right people to be giving me advice. Yeah. So my, my thing to, to coaches is really tap into your intuition and it's not just women, guys, you have this too. You know, when you get a hit on somebody that you meet them and you're like, ah, I don't know if they're really quite legit. Check them out. Yeah. Talk to people. If you want to hire a coach and you're going to spend money and most of all your energy and your your faith on mm. these people to lead you, find out how have they done it before. Really speak to people that have taken their courses or worked with them because you may find out that they really aren't a great fit for you. And you're better off finding out before you invest your time and your energy and your money than afterwards. I want to I – wanna... Really pull apart what you just said there. That is so valuable because as coaches, we are constantly being coached. You know, any business owner is constantly evolving. So we are sort of in a middle ground. We are coaching others and we are being coached onwards. And I think the what, the piece you just said there, and I think it's even more important than the money piece. I think it's the time yeah, piece. Huge. You know, our, our, our unique time and soul energy is precious. You know, and if you've got a coach that thinks maybe that they can help you or that they're inspired by the amount of money you're going to right. pay them and you invest, say, six months of your life in that program and it doesn't work, yeah. it's not only the money that you've wasted, it's that six months of pure intention that could have right. been the breakthrough period with another it's coach. It's disheartening. So I, I, it's disheartening. It's disheartening. Yeah, and and I, I think, I mean, I've done this myself. I've actually invested time and money in big projects, which I thought were going to go off, and they didn't. Yeah. And when you come out the other side, you think, "Well, oh, geez, that yes. hurts." Yes, and it does. So it's it does hurt. It's 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 the waste. It's the waste concept, not the money. I mean, money is important, but it's the waste of potential energy because we're all coaches have potential. You know, this is why we're excited about what yeah. we do. We've, we've got a product. We've got an idea. The hair care products for right. for beautiful young right. girls. You know, that's a that's a product that the world needs. Yes. You know, and if that person would have invested in the wrong coach, there's six months that it takes longer to get to the world. Right. And and I want to talk – that's a perfect segue into the second part. Have you had some sort of off moments where you've sort of gone down the wrong path or have okay. you, you maybe had a couple of ideas that didn't work? And, and if you feel comfortable, can you play around with that and tell me how you got out of the hole, how you dug yourself back huh. in? Yeah, there's always things that we try that don't work. Um, and by the way, just to, just to touch on that last thing, I always think that a good way to vet someone that you're considering working with, make sure that, that you can do a consultation call. I do, and you probably do too, I do consultation calls with people and not just 10 minutes where I sell them. I, I spend time learning what, what are their goals, what do they want, do we click, do, are we going to be good together as a team because a coach isn't just a teacher standing in front of the room and, and blasting things at someone. It's a, it's a collaboration. So I always make sure that I give somebody at least 30, sometimes even 45-minute uh, call, which is a consultation to see are we a good fit. And I think that's huge, and that's what I would expect from someone if I'm going to be investing with them too. So the, the down days, there's always things that are going to work and not work. And, you know, we're talking about investing with people. And I invested in a coach for a year at a, at, at a higher amount of money than I had in the bank at the time. And it didn't work. And that was like I, I had a really, really, I mean, I spent days in that hole thinking, wow, what have I done? When I got my income statement and saw 
what had not happened. Well, now, of course, when you invest in a coach, you expect, quite honestly, I, I invested because I wanted the investment to come back tenfold. I wanted to see the income and the revenue increase. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that didn't happen. It was the wrong coach for me. It was the right coach for about three months. And it was the wrong coach for the next remaining part of that year. So that was a tough thing. But the blessing in it is that, you know, it was a lesson for me. I don't, I will never sign up with somebody for a year long program, not unless it's a mastermind or something like that, but I'm not going to sign up with them because you change your attitudes, change your business changes, things mm, change. Mm, so mm. for me, I think the biggest lesson, and I always think that there's lessons in everything is that I, I would invest in someone. And even with my clients, I have them invest for so many weeks and then we revisit and go, okay, are we going in the right direction? Shall we continue? Yeah. And, what do you what do you think is the perfect length? About twelve weeks, maybe six weeks. I, what, what would you I recommend? Think it, you know, I, I think it depends on the type of coach that you are. For me, being a performance coach, I I work with people in seven week cycles. So, and mm. most of my people, some of my people are so busy that I don't see them every week. So it ends up being you know a couple of months that we work together. We work pretty intensely when we work together, and then we revisit and go, okay, so how are we doing? Do we want to move forward? I would say two to three months. And and then revisit. And I have some people I have worked with for over a year and a half, but it's always coming back and going, are we still a good fit? Can I, you know, do I need to refer you on to someone else? Do I need to introduce you to other people? What's happening? And I'm quite honest that I don't I don't promise things that I I can't deliver. And that's the reason for the revisiting like that. I think the thing that supported me on the down days, number one, I am blessed to have somebody as a, as a spouse, my husband is so supportive mm, and mm, we do mm. that for each other because he's had times too, where, you know, he thought things were going to work out one way and they didn't. And, um, so we have each other, but I think for, for people, we have each other and we also have the, the more important thing is we have a faith that we go back to that supersedes what he and I can do for one another. Mm. So yeah. if, yeah. if he's away or, you know, even if he's not, even if he's here, sometimes I just have to sit by myself and, and journal. I journal actually directly to God. That's how I journal. I go, Lord, this is what's going on. Or sometimes I'm I'm angry. You know, like what the heck is going on here? You know, I thought that this was the right thing to do. And and sometimes those answers will come as soon as I write a question. Sometimes I start writing the answer. I think a lot of times that's the way to crawl out of the bad times. There are going to be bad times. And make sure that you have cheerleaders. That's part of a team. I'm, for a while, I talk about building a team around you as a coach. You need that. A team of mentors, another coach, as we were saying. And make sure you have cheerleaders. Have those people that you can call up that are just going to tell you that you rock. <laughs> You're yeah. going to need them. <laughs> uh, look, I really, I really want to pick up on that idea. One of the reasons why I'm very, very, very inspired to do this series of calls is that my best, you know, my best mate here in Melbourne, Anne Marie Cross, has got this great program which she calls the Coaching Coaches Connection Academy. What I'm calling the missing link for coaches. And what you've just said there is exactly why I'm inspired to do this series of podcasts. That you know, when you're a coach, you've got your mojo, you know what you're doing, you've got your why. Sometimes that helps you push through the barriers, but you hit a wall sometimes. And coaching, can, especially in, in the world of virtual coaching, it can be a lonely place. And I'm just wondering, do you have a community? Do you advocate having a community of like-minded souls that you commune with, that you connect with, even in person or as a, as a, a sort of a virtual group? Oh, I, I think it's crucial. I mean, if you don't have a community to support you that you can bounce off uh, ideas off of, 
and and get support from, then it's a lonely street you're living on. <laughs> like you can't, just can't. That is insane. Um, so I think, and here I am. I moved to a new city. I have to find the in-person head explore and find the right fit. And I think even with the program that you're talking about, you know, check it out, look at it. I looked at it, and and Keith, I got to say that it's such a great concept because you need to have an idea what what I think the program that you're referring to, what that talks about is so, it's so key for coaches because there's a lot of business things that coaches can get lax on or or mm. I don't want to say lazy with, but we we get so caught up in our clients and in the work that we do that we forget that we actually have a business that we have to market, that we have to run, that we have things. And I'm guilty of this as well. I talk to people about doing video and I need to do more video. So yeah. I get it. But there's also things like you're talking about projects that you started and, and they didn't work out so well. Sometimes having a, a group around you, whether they're real or virtual, real, that's funny, real or virtual, like virtual people aren't real, um, but whether they're real or, or online connections, you can still bounce ideas out there and say, yeah. hey, you know, what do you think of this pricing? Would you be interested if this was something that, that I offered? Would this seem like enticing to you? Get feedback before you step it out there. You know the thing I love about this idea, and it's not my idea, it's actually Anne-Marie's idea, I'm doing this really as a pure favour for a good mate, is that um, you know, we, all, we all sit in the middle. You know, we've, most of my mates now are in the middle. We, we, we're, we've been doing it a while, so we've, we've got clients and we've learned stuff, yep. but we're humble enough to realise that we don't know the full shebang. And the thing that I love about the community is that I can reach out and go, look, you know, I, I had this project and it failed. You know, is anyone is anyone up for uh, having a bit of a chat about that? Yeah. And um, of course, everyone puts their hand up and go, "Mate, I've been there. You know, let's get a coffee." Awesome. Or, and then the other thing which I actually prefer is, okay, mate, my turn. You, you, you know, you've been good to me. Let's c- come over. Well, you know, I'll make you dinner. Well, let's have a chat. We'll go. Out, we'll go and see a movie. And so suddenly, there's this community, whether it's online. Or whether it's real people, I do like that connection. <laughs> real. real people in real time in your town. You know, I can't have a, I can't see a movie with my mates in the US, but and I can't have a coffee with them. But I've got mates in Melbourne, and and this idea of a community, I think, is really where the rubber hits the road in the business sense. It's not only about helping each other in the down days. It's about, mate, have you, have you got your head around blogging? Have you heard of this thing called WordPress? Can you can you work it out? I can't work it out. What do you think of it? What's this thing called Twitter or Tumblr or have you tried WhatsApp? Is it any good? So, you know, you've got, you've got a sort of silent community. You don't have to go out to the world and open your heart out on Facebook and say, I'm, trying, I'm thinking I'm trying out WhatsApp. Is it any good? Right. You know, not everyone feels comfortable with that. You could ring your mate and go, have you tried this thing? Actually, it's really good, Keith. It's worth doing. All right, good. I'll have a go. Yeah. If you tried it, I'll try it. And so this is exactly what Anne-Marie's doing. She's got this idea of a virtual community so that the global community of coaches can say, you know, I know, I know coaching pretty well, but I know nothing about online marketing. Or my business isn't at the level I want it to be, and I wouldn't mind hanging out with some people that are doing a bit better so we can bounce ideas off now, each other. Now, that's brilliant right there. And, you know, isn't it, a, isn't it a good idea? This might be a great uh, opportunity, too, because we're talking about global. And, you know, what a great thing to be able to – you said, oh, come over here and do a tour in Australia. Well, what better way to connect with somebody that I could do a joint tour with than – 
something like this. So I can go on there and look for somebody that maybe has a marketing company or has a video company and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm thinking about doing this project. We need somebody to come in and talk about, you know, they're going to handle the technical portion of teaching about video or shooting video. And maybe I can jump in and do the, the quote unquote performance. Although I don't teach performance, I teach yeah. people to be real. Um, but, but I can jump in and do that, you know, getting the mojo, as you said, you know, helping that with that presence in, in front of people and in front of the camera. And then I can actually meet up with somebody in an avenue like this. And that's how you can create a global fan base. Yeah, I actually think the JV piece is probably that, that's my favourite piece of the whole lot. I yeah. mean, you just said something, then I'm going to pick you up on that. I want to, I want to play this out and state it here in February 2015. You just said that it's quite possible that you might do an Australian tour, and that you know I'm in Australia, yeah. So I can do all I can do all the legwork for you. You know, I know where the best venues are, I know where the best places to stay are, I know where to get the best food. I've got a tribe. Yeah, you could just turn up and people just can talk to my tribe. Yeah, but I want I want to share another story, and that is that I went. This is a really funny story. I went and got the URL California. My surname is Keller, K E W L E R. So I went and got the URL California, K E W L E R F O R N I A dot com. I now own that URL because one day in my heart, I know I'm going to do a US tour. Of course. So one day I've got I've got it sitting there, California.com. And the, the very interesting thing about the global world is because I've been doing this a long time and it's quite new here. I have more followers in California than the whole of Australia. <laughs> and I could do an East Coast tour of Australia and I, I reckon I'd struggle to fill the rooms. But I reckon if I, if I put my hand up and said, mate, I'm going to go to the airport, there'd be 20 people who'd meet me there and let me sleep on their couch. Now, isn't that amazing? But that comes right down to like, you know, your hometown is sometimes the hardest place to put on events and things. I mean, even Jesus wasn't accepted in his hometown. So <laughs> be realistic here, okay? <laughs> yeah. So what we're talking about here is the virtual world. We're talking about the world of morphing from one-on-one, -on -one, which is where we started as coaches. And then we, we morph into this idea of you know, going online, doing online events. And um, doing real events, but also doing online stuff and the JVs that come from that. So that's a perfect segue into giving you a little bit of space to talk about what you do uh, and you know, how people can reach you and any of your upcoming events that you want to promote in the next few weeks or months. Well, sure. I appreciate that. I mean, you can always find me at charismaoncamera.com. And... Um, there's free training on that site as well. It's video. So you can either watch the video for the training or you can watch the video to get ideas of how you as a coach might be able to formulate your own program and get it out there. So, uh, but I'll definitely look forward to, to helping anyone that I can. I can be contacted through the site. You know, what's coming up in the next, in the next couple of months, and this has just been, you know, like birthing a child, the book is finally coming out. The first oh, you got a book? Yes, finally. It's called Impact. Uh, powerful personal presence on camera and off. So it shows you how to lead people and change the world. Like I said, I work with people with a big why. So it has all of the elements of really building that powerful personal presence. And uh, that will be coming out, if fingers crossed, hopefully in May. So we're going to start pre-selling that most likely beginning of April. And that'll be on the site. And I'll be, of course, posting about it and things like that. But that's going to be something that I'll, I'll be so happy to have that done. My mind's already on the second book which um, is, is, you know, where my heart lies at the moment. So I'm already racing ahead and, and on the second book. But this first one, I'm, I'm 
so glad that we've got this done. It had been sitting shelved mm. for two years until someone inspired me to pick it up and and get it done. So people people often say that writing a book is the hardest thing they've ever done ever. Well, I think I've been now what I understand is writing the first book is the hardest thing that you've ever done. Uh, I have a good friend of mine, Dan Pointer, who has written and, and this is funny because I, I was brought into a small group of speakers, very accomplished folks, and I didn't know Dan. I, I mean, they were all new to me. And somebody said something about him writing a book and made a joke. So I thought he'd written several books. He said, oh, so you've written quite a few books, I guess. And he looks at me and he goes, I've written 132. I believe now it's 133. He's wow. written 133 books, and I'm not talking about little, tiny, like, 10 pages. He's written actual hardcover, like, massive books, 133. Wow. Just blow your mind. I can blow get the mind. first one done, you know? Well, that, that's really great. I'm going to – when we finish this interview, I've got some very, very, very good leads for you. I'm going to make sure that this, this interview is linked to another couple of my, my power mates because people love books. That's the thing that happens with speaking – and yes. uh, once you write a book, everything changes. Is the word impact an acronym for something or is it just the word itself? You know, I've used it as an acronym, but I actually use it because the people that I work with really want, they have that why, they want to make an impact in the world. And I believe that that we are all uniquely designed by God to actually create an impact in the world. And not everybody is going to be bringing water into the villages in Africa. We all have something very specific. It could be that global or it could be something that is just very, very intimate and powerful, but we all have something that we're programmed and designed to do. And it's my job to just open up all the avenues that I can and build the confidence and the awareness within people so that they can step out as their most powerful self and make those things happen. That is so inspiring because video, we know this for sure. Video is the, the golden child of online marketing. It is the one that is the most effective for most people. Everyone gets it. A two-minute video, everyone in the world can understand it. If they can understand the language, even if you're a dog you trainer. You can't, right. <laughs> you know, you, you get it. So I'm going to help you as much as I can doing this. And we've, we've gone well over time, but I'm very, very happy to keep this going. Thank you so much, Sandra D, Thank for coming you. on the show. Thank you for... Uh, giving your words of wisdom about the, the missing link idea, which I'm, I'm very proud of to be supporting my friend Anne-Marie because I, I think, because I was a coach, a career coach, and I would have loved to have had a, an online community I could have chatted to and said, look, I, I'm having trouble. I can't work out what to do with my branding or my website. Or what, is it, what do you think of this uh, design? Or, you know, geez, I've just had a terrible client. Can I have a chat to someone about that? I would have loved to have had this community five years ago. Oh, and yes. I'm so pleased to hear that you resonate with that model too. So Absolutely. thanks again for um, taking the time to, to um, talk with me today. And let's put, set an intention, a okay. bold goal. That one day you come to Melbourne. I have an intention. I have, I have friends. I have mates there I have to come see, including you. Wow, you've got mates in Melbourne. I do. <laughs> wow, you've, you've got to come. You've got to come to Melbourne, do some speaking, share your wisdom with us that really large volume of, of accumulated experience that you can share with us here. Let's set that intention for the next couple of years and we'll follow it along. You got it, for sure. Okay, well, you, you enjoy the rest of your night there. Rug up, you know, keep the pets warm. <laughs> Don't go for too many late night walks and uh, we'll talk to you again. Sounds great. Thank you, Keith.